Welcome to Empower Humans. Welcome again to the Empower Humans podcast. This is episode 63. I'm excited to bring you this topic today. I think it is a poignant topic that many of us selectively kind of overlook because it is so simple and profound at the same time. The title of this episode actually comes from an old Faith No More song called Got That Feeling. And you may or may not be a fan of Faith No More. They have kind of a controversial sounding name. But great band nonetheless. Either way, it's fine because the topic is separate from the music. I'm just trying to give credit where credit is due. The lyric in the song is just an inch between striking out and striking rich, which also coincidentally happens to be the title of this episode. And I want to talk more about that and how the word rich is subjective to really mean what you want in terms of lasting, meaningful success and happiness in your life. But first, you know the drill, and it's an important one at that. I want to remind you, as always, that you are absolutely priceless. Nothing can change that. We talk about striking rich and the title of this episode, and I want you to know and feel as I say this that the riches are found in you. Don't get all muddled and polluted by the nonsense in this world that tells most of us that we are anything less than priceless. Priceless means you are above the currency of this world and its so-called riches. Your value exceeds all of that on an individual level. And I know what it means to go through difficulties and want to add also the same reminder uh, we said before also, which is that you are never alone. None of us can take away each other's pain or suffering, but we can walk next to each other, so to speak, and be there as a shoulder to lean on or even to cry on at times. And I can be that as well. Reach out through EmpowerHumans.com or at Empower101 on Instagram and Twitter. FYI, I'm not on Twitter a lot. But uh, EmpowerHumans.com and the, this other uh, on Instagram, th- these are great ways to get in touch with me. Reach out also to friends, neighbors, you know, coworkers, family, uh, other you know, social workers, counselors, the uh, zillions of other people, 99% of which, mind you, are great, loving people with loving hearts and good intentions. Despite all of our imperfections, we're all here for you. Now, let me share a few stories with you on this topic of just an inch between striking out and striking rich. Again, rich in this context refers to the life you want with the people you want around you. Riches are truly, really, if you think about it, a a life of growth and love and good relationships. You know, Tony Robbins always says the quality of your life is the quality of your relationships. So let's not be too shallow to think, you know, that it's all about money. Although money does have its place and is can be an important part of our existence here, but it's not all about money. Riches is, is a much more profound, deep word than that. And, you know, in the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, which does talk partially about uh, gaining money to a large extent, but he tells the story of a man named R.U. Harby. No, that's not a question. <laughs> the first two initials uh, of his name are R.U. Okay, but he tells the story, Harby's uncle had gold fever, so he staked his claim and started digging. After a lot of hard work, the uncle found a vein of ore, so basically that's gold. So he covered up his find and returned home to raise the money for the machinery that he would need to bring the ore to the surface. They raised the money, and Darby traveled with his uncle back to the site to make their fortune. Things started well, and before long, they had enough to clear their debts. They were excited. Everything from here on would be profit, and things were looking good. Then the supply of gold stopped. 
The vein of ore had disappeared. They kept on digging and found nothing. After a while, they quit in frustration and sold their machinery to a junk man for a few hundred dollars. After they went home in disappointment, the astute junk man called in a mining engineer who checked the mine and calculated that there was a vein of gold just three feet from where Darby and his uncle had stopped digging. The junk man went on to make millions from the mine. Darby returned home, paid back everyone who had lent him money, and was determined to learn from his mistake in giving up too soon. He went on to become a phenomenally successful insurance salesman, more than recouping what he would have made from the gold mine. He learned the lesson that you need to persevere through difficulties and stay focused if you are to become successful. Whenever you feel like giving up on your dream, remember that you may be just three feet from gold. Now, I love that story for two reasons. One is the obvious parable about giving up. Uh, and two is because there is still hope in this case and all of ours and even success even after he failed, which I think is one of the infinite indications of the grand abundance of our universe. So we learned the lesson of, okay, he quit three feet from gold, but also he went on to have success in another way through another endeavor, as in this case, an insurance salesman. So try to apply that in your life on all levels. There is the lesson from the three feet from gold. There's the lesson of the abundance that can prevail even after, you know, maybe a mistake or failure, whatever we want to call it in this instance. Now, you know, back in December, we did a podcast episode, number 42, called Fail in Order to Succeed. And at that time, you know, go back, by the way, listen to that as well, because I think there are some timeless principles there. When we use a phrase like striking out, it harkens back to what we call America's pastime of baseball, where people literally strike out in baseball. We talked a little in that episode about how some of the greatest players ever, Babe Ruth and others who hit the most home runs and so on, also held records with the highest numbers of strikeouts. So this podcast episode today is not only about avoiding all the strikeouts, but also using them as learning experiences, about the lens through which we see all these things as we go through life. I actually saw a post just yesterday on Instagram that said essentially that either we win or we learn. You never lose or fail, okay? And that is why we have to look at failure through the proper lens of growth and learning. I've been watching a couple movies recently about our space program. One of those is First Man, starring Ryan Gosling as Neil Armstrong, and that journey of finally getting to the moon. It's crazy to think about all the people and uh, the learning and the technologies and all these things around these guys that had to prevail in order for them to get to the moon, and even lives lost in pursuit of this lofty goal. It was uh, declared by President Kennedy before his untimely death. And Neil Armstrong gets a lot of credit as he's the first man on the moon, but it's not like he was able to just go out one day and arrive at the moon. He and the rest of that crew had literally thousands of people around them supporting and testing and preparing to make sure they could get to the moon and return safely home to Earth. Neil Armstrong even said in the movie that we need to fail down here so that we don't fail up there. And I love this movie and the inspirational struggle that uh, the story, you know, behind it all is we watch him with his family and uh, the other, you know, difficulties that he faced in his life outside of trying to get to the moon, which is a hard enough goal. I also recently rewatched Apollo 13. And as a side note, in case you're wondering, I'm not sitting around watching movies <laughs> much. If anything, I watch them while I work out or maybe sit down for lunch 
And it might take me some days to finish a, a whole movie sometimes. That's not to say you should or shouldn't do the way I do it, but that's kind of what works for me. And sometimes when I'm winding down at night, I'll sit down and watch something for a little bit. But Apollo 13 came out when I was a teenager, and it's interesting how my perspective and emotional state has changed. I, I kind of become aware of this as I rewatch a movie like that. And as I get a little bit older, there is a scene in that movie where the flight commander in Houston, Gene Kranz was the guy's name in real life, uh, who's played by Ed Harris in the movie. He overhears someone uh, say something to the effect of that this could be the worst disaster NASA has ever experienced. And Kranz responds by saying, with all due respect, sir, I believe this is going to be our finest hour. I think that underscores the same principle of how we look at difficulties and failures. I look at this movie now from kind of the lens of being a father and family person. I think of uh, people watching and praying for these brave men to return home safely. Can you imagine if you, one of these people that you love most in your world was basically lost out by the moon in a doomed spacecraft uh, when an accident happened, there'd been an explosion and so on. Can you imagine that situation that whether it's your brother or your uh, spouse or your child or parent, that they're up there uh, stuck and that now we got to figure out how to get these these folks back before they die in space, basically, because they're going to run out of oxygen, they're going to run out of resources and so on and so on. And in the case of this movie, Jim Lovell had kids at home and they sacrificed and these guys in the spacecraft, and they went without for several days, including turning almost everything off to conserve their fuel and energy in preparation to get home, hopefully, at the time. And spoiler alert, they did make it home. But there's that scene at the end where uh, they re-entered Earth's atmosphere, and it's expected that they will have no communication for three minutes. And I forgot about that scene until, of course, I rewatched it. And just as they go past this four-minute mark and everyone's fearing the worst, uh-oh, they didn't make it, they receive a response, a static coming through the radio, and all of a sudden you hear Jim Lovell, uh, who was played by Tom Hanks in the movie, he says, Hello, Houston, this is Odyssey. It's good to see you again. And uh, they, all this cheering and this uh, triumphant moment in the movie and literally brought me to, uh, you know, tears to my eyes. I dare admit that at this uh, age and stage of my life. But uh, no reason to hide and run from our emotions. It brought emotion to me because so many people were cheering and rooting and so much uh, love and fear and prayers and all these things. And it culminated in successful return, even though the mission as a whole was not a success. But as Ed Harris's uh, character of Gene Kranz had said, this will be their finest hour. And I believe that to be largely the case with the Apollo 13 situation. Uh, there's something about the anticipation of everyone kind of waiting as that static comes back on the radio. And like I said, it literally brought me to tears, if I dare admit that. And why is he telling us these stories? You're thinking, what, what does this Apollo 13 have to do with just an inch between striking out and striking rich? I feel like everything is instructive. I think the first story about digging for gold and being three feet away when giving up is very obvious. And uh, the principle is very instructive as well. And apologize, there's some folks outside doing some landscaping work. So the show must go on, and we're going to do this together. Enjoy the landscapers with me. <laughs> and when people use this phrase, uh, it's not rocket science, I think one of the things about that is that there are a lot of details that go into getting these uh, spacecraft and rockets uh, into space. And so people talk about it. it's not rocket science. Something so small, though, sparked an explosion when they stirred the oxygen tanks, I believe, on Apollo 13 that led to that whole disaster, but such an inspirational story and movie for all of us. And something so little could have happened uh, when these first guys went to the moon as well, 
but everything went right for the most part. And we have that inspirational story of their triumph, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin and these guys going to the moon on Apollo 11. Uh, Take the good with the bad. What stories do you have in your life? What stories are you telling yourself? What stories am I telling myself in my life? Oh, these are the reasons I can and can't and should or shouldn't uh, have this or that or fail or succeed. It's all worth stepping back for a second and kind of clearing our minds and being aware of what's going on in, in these stories. And this is why we tell some other kind of third-party stories to, to kind of loosen the, the chains inside our minds to, to get our minds right and to clear our thinking. What are the trials and triumphs you've experienced? It is important to embrace all of it and learn from these so-called failures so that as we learn on Instagram, you never actually lose like we talked about earlier, whether you're investing in the stock market or real estate or some other thing, you know, business-wise. Plus, I live in Vegas and people are gambling casinos. That's around me here. Uh, You know, sports betting and other things. There's a small gap in all these levels between success and a learning experience because maybe we won't use the word failure right now, but we don't need to run or hide from the word failure. Uh, The word failure does apply and does occur regularly, and we shouldn't be kind of a perfectionist like I tend to be and run from things like failure or the word failure. Uh, It's all part of the process of growth. This is a journey, and these little things make all the difference along the way, which is why I love the lyric from the song that says, Just an inch between striking out and striking rich. Keep your mind right and a big-picture perspective, and no matter what unforeseen difficulties occur, you and I can do anything. Okay, let me say that last part again. You and I can do anything, no matter what you've done right or wrong in the past, live now in the present, and the future is wide open. And before I get into these challenges that I normally get into, I want to say a couple things from a book I recently listened to called Stillness Speaks from Eckhart Tolle. And he also wrote the book, The Power of Now. I've talked about him from time to time, and uh, he has some very profound principles. One of the concepts Uh, and even uh, phrases from the book that he discusses at length is that there is a field of alert stillness in which perception happens, okay? There is a field of alert stillness in which perception happens. What the heck does that mean? Well, tune your heart and mind with that field of alertness, that stillness that engulfs all the things that happen around us. It's not the things that happen, the things that we do and others right and wrong and the things that might go right and wrong uh, that are kind of out of our control too in our lives. It's being kind of detached a little bit with an alert stillness from the things themselves that might suck us into getting into these emotionally reactive responses to things. I do that as a parent sometimes. I'm guilty of it. I'm not just here to preach to you. I'm preaching to myself. This is something that we all need to work on, I think, because I've, I've been around enough people for enough years to realize that we tend to struggle with these sorts of things at times. But as you become more and more conscious of it, we can kind of embrace our power, our power to choose how we respond to things. And also whether we struck out or not, so to speak, or we struck it rich, that neither of those things give us uh, too much on either end of emotional downtime or an emotional high, that we can stay a little more level-headed. It doesn't mean we don't enjoy or sometimes even get down when things go right or wrong around us. But we can have kind of a bigger, more amplified mind and more state of presence in our mode of thinking. This comes through meditation. This comes through all kinds of things. And you know the concepts, see, he talks about Eckhart Tolle in these books are so profound that I can't recommend them enough. I don't know if I explain myself well here, but I I do think the principle, and I can't recommend enough these books, uh, Stillness Speaks, The Power of Now, and others. Uh, Look, by the way, on empowerhumans.com slash books. 
for a link to The Power of Now and dozens of other books that I've gone through, read, and listened to. Uh, he also says that people's lives are frequently run by desire and fear. We either desire something more or have a fear of losing something that might, in our minds, the perception is that it might diminish ourselves. He basically says that all of that is a delusion. Okay, all of that is a delusion. And that our being, in all caps, our being is and cannot be diminished or added to. We just are, and so we need to be in tune with that state of what we are underneath the surface so we're not lost in all the surface stuff. I'm not going to continue to try to preach because I'm not as uh, profound and eloquent and articulate perhaps as uh, Eckhart Tolle in, in uh, expounding these principles. But I want you to know that even though there is an inch between striking out and striking rich, we ought to be excited about that because it just takes continual effort. It just takes perseverance and uh, not giving up. I know you hear this from a lot of sources in a lot of ways. But that's the simple kind of core principle of it all. Don't give up. Don't give up whether it's related to school, family, career. Sometimes we do have to shift gears and maybe reassess some things. But at the same time, I think it still stands, don't give up. You follow your gut. The universe speaks to us and you kind of know sometimes. I know some there's different schools of thought on that idea. But I think most would agree, follow your gut. And uh, I want to get into these challenges real quick course very important even though we're going to do them quick study keep studying if you have been start studying if you haven't been again no time like the present to start there's so many resources at our disposal that there's no excuses so tons of resources no excuses i just think uh, it's such an enriching thing in our lives we talk about riches of this world we talk about being priceless no more priceless uh, riches in our growth than actually studying and seeking out knowledge and and understanding of the world and principles of success and growth and joy and happiness. Remember, joy means an alignment. Let's align ourselves and tune ourselves just like we might a guitar by studying. Okay. Hey, I said I was going to be quick. Second <laughs> challenge is make great moments. Do that with your friends. Do that with your loved ones, family. I've been riding bikes with my boys recently. And, you know, having lived in Los Angeles, it was hard to get out and ride bikes consistently uh, just because the nature of uh, living in an apartment or different situations there that uh, just didn't work out. So my eldest son at the moment is 10 and he just barely was <laughs> starting to ride a bike, but he progressed quickly and he's on two wheels and uh, we ride bikes around the neighborhood up and down hills. So getting some exercise, but these are all part of the concept of making great moments. Whether you surprise someone, whether you just spend time with someone, whether you just have a pleasant conversation, that's where the great moments come from. It's these simple joys of life and, uh, I think that it's important that we kind of keep that in mind as we go about our lives to make great moments and make the people in our lives matter because that's what it revolves around. The last challenge as always, let's keep doing this podcast together. I love you. I'm grateful for you. I'm flattered you spend time with me on these episodes and continue to go back. Like I said, listen to episode 42 and these others, the other ones you haven't listened to. I think there's something good in all of them, even if there's people that maybe uh, you may or may not have been interested in hearing in some of these interviews and stuff as well, you're going to find there's some great principles from all these people and some uh, also instructive things that we can all apply in our lives. So until next time, empower yourself, empower the world around you. Thanks so much for listening to Empower Humans. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review this podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit EmpowerHumans.com. We'll catch you next time.